We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, go fightings indeed. They crank it up in a couple days. Spring training, but then they really crank it up. When the regular season starts, then they really crank it up when the postseason starts. Hopefully this year won't be another crash and burn. We uh, will take your reaction to the Dave Dombrowski interview. What stood out to you? Today's show sponsors the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You're in the zone. New users get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. Bet Parks, you must be 21 and in PA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's welcome longtime Phillies executive player, now broadcaster as well, and big part of our program, Mr. Ruben Amaro in the house. What's going on, Rube? We're getting close, boys. We are. We're getting close. I'm getting the itch. You, uh, you'll be heading down to spring training next week, right? I uh, not next week, but I'm going to be going early and then uh, covering some games early and nice. then uh, covering some covering some games late. Good man. Yeah. So Dombrowski, you heard it. What stood out to you? We covered a lot of ground. What hit you? Well, I, I, I it was pretty clear that um, you know two things. One, he believes in pitching and defense. He knows that this this club um, offensively is a good enough club to be a contending team and a championship caliber club. He also made it pretty clear that defense matters Mm -hmm. and um and i'm right with him i really believe that um i know that at the end of the year last year was the offense that that failed um and you know he addressed it i mean they they swung and missed at a lot of pitches and chased a lot of pitches but it was pretty clear to me that uh, they had a couple of goals in mind one was to make sure one decide whether or not harper was going to be playing for first base yep and then, you know, shoring up that uh, that rotation because I really think it's one of the best rotations in baseball as far as current depth. Now, my concern is that these guys don't have enough starting pitching depth in case people go down. And I, I say that, great starting five. But then beyond that, then you're talking about the possibility of having Strom and maybe a guy like Dylan Kobe or, you know, those types of, of names and that is a little concerning because you're just not going to have all right. five of those guys stay healthy all year long. I will say this, though, in a wor- and I agree with you, Ruben, but in a world where, you know, you'll hear everyone once in a while, anything in society, someone will say, oh, well, that's a first-world problem. What you're describing is a first-world problem. Oh, like, no question. Like, like, who's number six? You know what I mean? It's like, for the Dodgers and the, and, right. and, and the Texas Rangers. Like, and you're, not in, you're not in bad shape if you're like, hey, if someone gets injured, who's my sixth starter? No, and I, and I do, I, honestly, I, Christopher Sanchez is being undersold here. Is he better than Taiwan? Christopher Sanchez was really good last year. And I, if you would have told me two years ago that this guy would have become the pitcher that he is right now as far as being able to pitch – I mean, he was a thrower. How hard? No question about. It. How hard is it going to be for him to maintain? For him to show up this year and look like he didn't drop off from last season? I, it, it, they will. The teams will make adjustments against him, um, and uh, he's going to have to tighten up probably his breaking ball a little bit. But his sinker changeup combination was really good, and he didn't get rattled, and he kept the ball off the barrel, and he got outs and. I'll tell you, that's uh, th- that's important. I mean, people want the velocity, and people 
Well, when he was throwing 97 miles an hour, he was a, not a very good pitcher. Now he's throwing 92, 93, 94. He's spinning it. He's changing speeds. He's doing what you need to do to pitch, and I'm, I was really impressed by that. Hopefully he can continue to, to grow. James, number one thing that stood out to you from the interview, Dombrowski said, what is it? Wow. I, so I thought there was a lot. I thought it was a really fascinating interview where he, he really said a lot of things. I think if I had to pick – I mean, outside of the him admitting it was a quiet offseason, which, you know, we didn't know what he would do. Not every executive would state it that way. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought, for me, the yeah. most interesting part was the way he answered the Bryce Harper contract question. He didn't get a and new deal. The way he was like, hey – Happy's here for the next eight years. We love Bryce. I thought that was I thought that was really strong yeah. the way he went about that. Yeah, I agree. You I, twice said well, you don't always get what you want. Yeah, which I was really surprised by. Quote Mick Jagger. Yeah. You know? well, the reality is he there was no gun to Bryce Harper's no. head to sign the contract, and so we sort of had the same uh, thing with Jimmy Rollins a few years back. I remember where, that. You know, I mean, he was signed to a very good contract. He was making eight or nine or ten million dollars a year, and he won the world and he won the. Uh, World Series and was an MVP, and you're like, is he upset? Well, I mean, listen, at the time, it was the right contract. That's one of the problems that we talk about all the time. Longer contracts, either the player's going to be pissed off or your or, or the organization not going to be very happy. That's right. Of the production. But, but that's part of the deal. Hey, Rube, I, I have a, a hang-up with uh, one of his answers. The, the idea of not chasing, that they – they did a bad job chasing through the zone. They need to work on not chasing. How are they focusing on not chasing? And shouldn't, like, every team be focusing on not chasing? Like, I know it's a major issue when we strike out. I mean, that's why you're striking out most times. Yeah, what is interesting about that is that these, in the past, you didn't necessarily have the tools to be able to work on that sort of thing. But there are so many different devices and machines and eye tests and things of that nature that you can do. And they and the Phillies have all that state-of-the-art stuff. I mean, you can simulate like an actual pitcher throwing and then throwing pitches out of the zone, in the zone. It, it's pretty amazing. And these are things that you can actually work on to train yourself to stay in the strike zone. Now, you know, can you apply that to the game? That's the question. Can you apply it to a situation where the heartbeat's starting to go faster and, and can you react to it properly? Right. But you can work on those things. And I think with experience, uh, a guy like Johan Rojas, for example, um, you know, he's, he wasn't going to come onto the scene and just be a great hitter. He's going he's gonna to have to take some time. It's an, it, it is a series of constant adjustments. Can he make those adjustments? They think so. I think he can. I think he's athletic enough to be able to do that. It just may make take more time than a guy like maybe Bryson Stott or a guy like Chase Utley or Jimmy Rollins when he got to the big leagues. Sometimes it, the adjustment's quicker. Sometimes it's slower. And uh, I, th- I think he can. But, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. Uh, your reaction to the Dombrowski interview, number one thing that stood out to you also again, as we've been discussing through the show, Phillies offseason, a disappointment to you or not, where you stand on that. Plus, Adrian Wojnarowski on this, the NBA trade deadline day. What he said yesterday about the 76ers' possibilities today. We'll get to that and more. All the calls as well. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie with Ruben in studio on 94 WIP. Is 2024 your year to establish fitness and wellness goals? Or maybe you just want to create healthier habits? No matter your motivation, NovaCare Rehabilitation's physical therapists are your trusted partner. For more than 30 years, NovaCare has been the Delaware Valley's hometown leader in physical therapy, hand therapy, and sports medicine. NovaCare is proud to be part of the healing journey of so many patients, from healing aches and pains to gaining strength and flexibility. 
and preventing injury, their clinical experts will give your body the tune-up it needs and deserves. With more than 150 convenient locations in greater Philadelphia and South Jersey, there's no better time to make NovaCare's movement experts part of your healthcare team. They'll get you back to work, sports, and life, and help you stay healthy all year long. To learn more about the benefits of physical therapy and stay on track of your healthy habits and wellness, schedule an appointment today at NovaCare.com. The Philadelphia Phillies trust NovaCare. So can you. NovaCare, the power of physical therapy. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You can't always get what you want. That's right. You can't Not even Bryce Harper. Get what you want. Now, if he was a year or two from being a free agent, then different deal. But Holmes, you signed a 13-year deal. You got eight years left. Then the then the breaks. Nice use of Holmes there. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. I want to get a lot of reaction in here to the Dombrowski interview. Of course, we did yesterday, re-aired earlier today. And the Phillies offseason, a disappointment to you or not. 69% of people yesterday said it is. I don't agree with that, but let's see where people stand on the phone lines. John and Mullica Hill. John, good morning. Number one, P1. How are you guys? Good morning. Hi, John. Good morning. <laughs> hey, so listen, I got to give you a lot of credit, Joe. You really didn't pull any punches with uh, Dombrowski's interview. I'm proud of you for doing that. Well, thank you. Well, I don't think a lot of people would, um, you know, kind of bow down to a man of his position and, and all that stuff. So I got I to gotta give you credit. But I don't. In the well, I, hope John aspect, get, I hope John gets some credit as well here. I mean, come on. Well, I, I, I don't think that he really said too much, to tell you the truth. I, you know, he came on. He was pleasant. He you know, kind of dance around the questions, but, you know, he was being the PR guy that he is. I actually just, I don't think he did dance. I, I really don't. I think you get, I think when you listen to Dombrowski, you get a, you get a sense of what he really thinks. I, the only one that, that I wonder on is, was he pumping up Rojas because he's communicating essentially to free agents, agents, hey, listen, if you don't have your guy sign here for the price I want you to sign for, then we're very happy going with Rojas. He, he might have been doing a little bit of that, but but I actually believe that if they don't sign a free agent, they will be comfortable going with Rojas, in part because they have a really good team otherwise. Also in part because there's three teams that make the playoffs as a wild card. So it's not like if Rojas hits 220 in the first two months of the year that the Phillies' chances to make the playoffs are going to be sunk. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs whether he hits 320 or 220. And by the way, if he hits 220, they might ship him out, make a trade, get someone else in here. Don't quite understand the obsession about Rojas having to hit 275 because that's not where their offense needs to come from. No, but I will say this. He also can't hit 220 in the postseason. In the postseason. There comes a point where I need you to do more. But neither can Castellanos and Schwarber and other guys. Those guys don't do it. They're getting paid Twenty million dollars a year, right. plus, right. to do that job. You're right. That's okay. right. 
John, well, go I'm ahead. Gonna, go gonna, ahead, buddy. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and uh, call in tomorrow and uh, beat the hammer and have you bend the knee, Joe. So we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. Two forty tomorrow. Two. I mean, two forty. It. It's it's God. It's getting up there in the I, clouds. You, I, uh, I, 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 I do have a, a Mount Rushmore for your uh, question today. Yeah, go ahead. In fact, I will. If you guys will allow me to, I'll, I'll act it out real quick. Ooh. You got it. Sure. Ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. So I need an answer here. For nice best job. At least well, he on. got that, the words right, well, which is good. Well, I need a clarification, John. For best performance in a scene, is it... That's the question. Is it the guy inside... Because we got three choices here. I, I, we, so got the, we got the, the we got the guy inside the Darth Vader suit. We got James Earl Jones who said the lines for Darth Vader, and then we got Mark Hamill, who I thought frankly was not great in that scene. So which of the three are we going with? Well, I think I would go Mark Hamill because nah, nah. according Bad to the face. script, but but according to the script, Mark Hamill <laughs> no! didn't know that was going to no! happen. Come on, man. He's doing a Nancy Wait, Kerrigan. Hold on. Did you just say bad face? <laughs> yes, that's what he said, John. You said bad face. He's doing face. a Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> so, so yes. Bad to a few people under Hold the Hold on. Is it Nancy Kerrigan or is it bad face? You asking me? Yeah, you said bad face. You talking to me? His, Mark Hamill. His face well, is horrible. John, well, what you was know your what point? happened with his face after the first movie? He has that big scar. He had got into an accident. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I didn't like the, the face he expression. makes. Yeah, the expression <laughs> on his face. Yeah. Bad crier. Yeah, and a bad job kind by of a Lucas. Wimpy, trembly. Yes. Yeah. Bad job by Lucas choosing that reaction. Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it is a wimpy. It's definitely awful wimpy. Face. I mean, he's kind of a wimpy. I, I mean, a character that. for yeah. who he is. You know, you like, expect dude, him to be a little tougher. You're Luke freaking Skywalker. You know, in the words of the Godfather, you can act like a man. I mean, come on, man. Let's, let's get it right. What's now. the matter with you? Yeah, start acting like green lightsaber, Luke, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Malik right now on Mount Airy. Hi, Malik. How you doing? Uh, the Sixers need to do something about the pride they got on the field. Well, they stink right now. Right now, they are a lousy basketball team. And it does go to show how tremendous Embiid is, that without him, this is what you get. Holy hell. I mean, well, it, what it's showing is Maxie is definitely number two. He doesn't understand that jacking up 23-pointers versus getting to the basket and putting pressure on the defense and getting them into foul trouble is pretty much – how you're going to win until B gets back. Because I sat and watched that game last night, and you go two for 12 in the first half, and you're still just firing three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. You're down 12, and you're still jacking three-pointers. But you're blowing by people with the ball in your hand, and you're not laying it up. You're throwing it back to the corner and jacking up more threes. You put more pressure on the defense yeah. if you get to the, the hole. Listen, you're not, Malik, you're not wrong, but remember this. It's going to be harder on Maxi, man. I mean, you play basketball as the number two with the number one. It's easier than when you play basketball. You still have the same skill set as the number two, but now the number one's not there. It's just freaking harder, man. I mean, of course, of course Tyrese Maxey's field goal percentage is likely to go down. Of course it is. There's, le- there's less to cover out there. What do you think they're – ain't the other teams spending time covering Paul Reed? Absolutely no. not. But <laughs> here, 
here's what I'm going to say. His foot speed and his quickness to the basket, listen, that's the same thing with Allen Iverson. There was a lot of people that they didn't cover. But you knew Allen Iverson was going to the hole. I know. Period. But don't you know so, what? I hear you. But listen, give Maxie a little bit of time to adjust here. I mean, this is a pretty big adjustment. It's the first time in his life that he is the number one option in the NBA his whole life. So, you know, give him more than a week or two to make the adjustment. He's a great basketball player, but he might not look as great when he doesn't have, you know, Batman there. I mean, Malik, let me ask you a question. A Robin movie, you going to it? Hey, it's, it's a movie called. Depends who made it. It's a movie it could called be gritty Robin. and dark, a bit gritty, dark Robin movie. <laughs> I Come think on, that exactly. might be necessary. Could be cool, man. Robin. Could be cool. Yeah. Coming to a theater, Robin. Yeah, like uh, Ryan Coogler to make the the I'm out. Robin story. I'm, I'm in. Out. Yeah. All right, Malik, give me an answer. Do it the right way. Malik, the best performance ever in a scene. Who put it? Who put it down? King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Wow, that's, that's a great answer, man. Denzel, obviously, in training day is great. So, Seltzer, Denzel in training day, better than you went to the game last night. Oh, can, I did. Can you walk us? Because James wanted to talk about it before the show. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear about it. Tell me on the air. <laughs> Ruben, Ruben knows the rule. I don't want to know nothing before the show starts. We'll keep it authentic and real on the air. All right. So, but, James, I could tell based on the – Six seconds you said to me before the show. It was not exactly a pleasurable experience to watch the 76ers without him. No, I had a great time hanging out. I got to hang out with Ed Krause, the people at Mount Holly Nissan. I had a great time. I but mean, Ed. Ed's the best. But outside of hanging out with them, it was a horrendous experience. Like a horrible basketball game. There was zero juice in the arena. Let me tell you the, the worst part. You know where the juice came from? Hmm. From all the Warriors fans there. I'm not kidding, man. Like Steph Curry, not he didn't do much, but he had right. that three, the four point play early, and like he gets a, the crowd goes crazy. I'm like, what is happening right now? Every time the Warriors made a bucket, it's like, go Warriors! It was, it was, it was a, a disappointing, depressing scene. The man. Warriors have a great following, man. I mean, I know friends of mine who are fans, and I mean, they've had a great franchise for a long time, and so uh, it's crazy that they've sort of. Sounds like they took over over there. Yeah, I mean, listen, John, it's becoming a tough watch right now with the Sixers. It's it's really becoming tough. And, and of course, the trade deadline. Wow. So the, th- the thought had been, okay, they're going to make a huge move to try to augment this thing and go after a championship. Now the question, and, and that is theoretically still implied, but now the question more likely is, are they going to make a move just to try to hold the fort down? They need to make a huge move to stay in the top six so they don't have to play in. Man, well, we do have today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Red tag bonus cash on every new Armin Chevrolet Equinox. It ends soon. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Visit ArminChevy.com. Today's question, do you expect the 76ers to make a meaningful trade before today's 3 p.m. trade deadline? Yes or no? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. That's certainly on the table in addition to everything with uh, the the with the Phillies and you know the offseason and all that. All right, by the way, up ahead coming up in one minute, what Nick Nurse said yesterday. In one minute's time, what Nick Nurse said yesterday about the Sixers approaching the trade deadline, which by the way is three o'clock today. Uh, I would say it's not exactly uh, looking like the Sixers will make a big move, but we'll, we'll we'll tell you what Nurse said in a moment. Today's show sponsor the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Join me. 
Live bet all your favorite sports, including the big game. Play your favorite casino games on the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Bet more than the score. Bet Philly and all pro hoops, too. Bet on players, individual performances, and more. Live bet as you watch. Bet Fly Guys Hockey. Bet MMA. You can play Blackjack, Roulette, and Texas Hold'em with a live dealer right on your phone. Play a wide variety of the hottest slots, too. You got the big game on Sunday. San Francisco's a two-point favorite against Kansas City. The over-under is 48 points. Check player props. Bet on the coin toss. The over-unders by team. The scoring by quarters. Join me and download the Bet Park Sportsbook app. New customers make a winning $10 bet. Get $125 in bonus sportsbook bets back. You must be a winning bet. Bonus bets must be wagered once. The Bet Park Sportsbook is the only sports betting app I use and recommend. It's safe, secure, easy to use. New users only. Terms and conditions apply. See website betparks.com for details. You must be 21 and in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, NBA trade deadline in seven and a half hours. Today is the day. Nick Nurse was asked last night about it, and I will say this. This does not exactly give a ringing endorsement to him being optimistic that the Sixers will make a meaningful trade today. How difficult is it to maintain a decent playoff seating without a trade uh, for this team? Well, I think that, um, again, I think most people would say, okay, Joel's out. That's a, that's a big position that we would, would be looking at in the, in the possibilities of trade deadlines. But, I mean, listen, we've got to, no matter how it shakes out, I think um, – Again, most people are talking about this is going to be a really quiet trade day tomorrow after, I don't know, 40,000 of them last year on trade day. There, there seems to be very few um, possibly going to happen. So I don't, I don't think you kind of pin your hopes one way or the other of anything happening, and we got to we got to go with whatever ends up going. And we're going to have to pick some games off, man. I keep saying that. We're going to have to pick some games off here in any way we can to maintain a good seed or or stay in it. Yeah, that's last night. And by the way, they certainly didn't pick one off last night. I mean, that's a <laughs> that's a game. Look, I know the Sixers Jeez. were shorthanded even in the absence of Embiid, but Golden State's not Golden State. Nope. I mean, they're like an 8, 9, 7, 10 type seed. Curry had nine points, Yeah, they, they, Golden State didn't even need to break a sweat. That's I mean, the point. They, they, they just so, didn't even care if so, they won easily. Now, look, the Sixers are still going to make the playoffs because they're 10 games up on the 11 seed, and you guys know I consider spots 9 and 10 the playoffs. I don't I don't count the play-in as, like, not the playoffs. But they are playing with some fire. I mean, they could sink down, and the playoffs could be over, you know, in a game or two if they get down in that 7, 8, 9, 10 range. And they probably will be seven, eight, or nine, and now you're in that play-in thing, which I call the playoffs. And now, now you got a problem. All right, let's go to Drew in Westchester. Drew, good morning. Morning, folks. Excited to uh, talk some Phils. So, uh, a guy like Dombrowski, he's obviously a really, you know, well-spoken. Where I feel like when I'm listening to him, I listen to kind of like, you know, how he says things. In addition, he's to- an adult. Like when Ruben Amaro was in the job, I got a teenager, and then when Dave Dombrowski is in the room. I got an adult. No, Ruben. Hey, uh, Ruben. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I was just a little more emotional than Dave, but Dave, we, we, we sort of had the same messaging, I think. I'm just kidding. Ru- Ruben got me Cliff Lee twice, and there'll be no ripping Rube on, uh, on, on my end. But I want to I know if, if I'm overthinking this or if you guys caught on to this. His Taiwan Walker answer, you know, typically if I have, like, a boss or a friend or, you know, even my wife say, like, 
were fine. I kind of think things like aren't, you know, aren't great. So did you guys like catch on to that at all? Or, or do you think I'm kind of overthinking that? Just the way, the way he answered I think that you're overthinking question it. was interesting. Okay. If they weren't fine, I think they would have traded him in the off season. They're about to go to spring training. I think they're fine. He said a lot of guys were in good shape. Does, does that mean they're all in bad shape? No, it's shape? because they asked about directly about the social media social stuff. Media and he's stuff. like, we're fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. He didn't say we, you know, but he did after say we like Taiwan a lot and stuff. Like yeah, that, and Drew, but... he, he went out of his way to say, you know, like I'm basically cool with a guy who's emotional that wants to play and didn't get the chance to play. So I, I thought it was an answer that to me spoke to things are going to be, whether you call them fine or good or whatever, like he's going to pitch. And I don't think he's going to cause a problem in the clubhouse. And he's a fourth starter, and that's what it is. And it sounds like they did figure out the the root of the problem. You know, they they got to the bottom of it. They talked about it. Well, the problem was he wasn't good enough. That's why they didn't pitch him. I for mean, what, for what? Oh, in the playoffs, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like yo, Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, if you you, were, you didn't earn a spot. Yeah, if you were End better, we would have we would have played you. You stunk at the end of the year. So then the breaks. That's it. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I hope you guys are right because, you know, obviously I think just, you know, kind of that fourth starter spot, you know, is uh, is real huge. Uh, overall, like, I-, I think it's been an okay offseason. I-, I feel like I'm kind of, like, contradicting myself here a little bit, but I'm just going to share the thoughts. So, obviously, you know, we, you know, hated Kimbrell by the end, but a lot of these bullpen guys are, like, very, like, kind of, like, unproven, and I feel like that's the spot where Some you are. see the most, like, variance. Year to that's, year, that's so right. I feel like you could use a, not Kimbrel himself, but I feel like you could use a guy like Kimbrel who has like no a question. good track record who could get you through, like you know, April to July. So I'm just hoping they, you know, maybe add a reliever at some point there who can just you know help with uh, with depth. Look, and, they, and they yeah. probably uh, will continue to to, to monitor things, yeah. keep up with what they need to add. Remember Jeff Hoffman last year kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like I wasn't expecting for that everybody. Type of season. Major League Baseball, Holy he came out of nowhere. He's pitching batting practice to Bryce Harper. Like, Drew, I would put it this way. My guess is, come October, there will be two guys that pitch a pretty damn good amount in the postseason out of the bullpen that are not currently on this team. They might get signed in February or March before the season starts. They might get acquired at the trade deadline. I, I think the bullpen is the number one area that they need to improve and will improve. And it's such a volatile part of the of a club. And, and it's yeah. the most difficult one to, you know, to sort of predict. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Phillies have done a pretty good job of acquiring some guys and getting them to maximize some of their ability in the case, as you said, John, Jeff Hoffman. Well, the, was, the, big, as the story goes, the wasn't he pitching – Batting practice to Bryce Harper. That's exactly right. He was. They had signed him, wow. and uh, and he was throwing BP to get him re- Bryce ready. They were. I, I watched it happen, um, and his stuff was so filthy that Bryce said, "Yeah, we we need to be thinking about this guy." And you know, Pop and Hopper when was did out this happen? This happened just as he was getting ready to come back from his injury. Um, Mid season. Yeah, it was like mid. It was just before, like the he, April May thing. Just before he was, uh, he was activated. Mid right. meaning in season is what yeah. I meant. Yeah, yeah. that's so wild. we're talking. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's significantly exactly how it happened. Wow, <laughs> that's yeah. incredible. I mean, he was already signed to play, but they yeah. brought him. They, they and and the reason why they brought him is because people had told, you know, the front office and and you know they had this, they said, hey, this guy's throwing the ball. The ball's coming out of his hand pretty. Uh, pretty yeah. especially so yeah. So let's That's let's wild. see let's see how he throws against the Harper and then and then you know the the legacy started. So <laughs> every year are there are there some just 
shocking surprises, oh, guys yeah. who take these massive steps. Uh, do, do you come to count on that as a front office you know, member of the front office? Do you, does every year do you say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna allow for two jumps? Because we expect that, because we see that regularly. It's something you can't necessarily count on. So, Jeff Hoffman may come back and be a great pitcher again, but you're not quite sure because he doesn't have necessarily the long-term track record. But if he continues to build on that, some guys just get it late. And he's one of those guys at 31, 32, 33 years old. He got it late. Well, hopefully, hey, hope he can continue to do that. Yeah. True. give me a big answer. Best performance in a scene in a movie. This is for Usher tickets. Who do you have? You got it. You guys will be playing this, I believe, in 49 days. James Earl Jones in Field of Dreams. People will come, Ray. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's a good one. Although most people would say people would come, Ray. Drew says people will come, Ray. <laughs> what's up with the, What's up with that? He always ends with a question mark. <laughs> he does. You know, just the way he talks. I it's am his your signature. I am your father. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, not I mean, quite. I don't think you should a, do. That. I mean, you have a unique way of talking. <laughs> that's a yeah, hammer. You know, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, why do you always yell? Why do you gotta yell a, all the time? Because I win. <laughs> that's why. Pitchy. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. All right, Ruben. Trade deadline. Sixers are going through it today. Yeah. Uh, you went through it many times as a an assistant in the in the hierarchy of um, the front office, and then ultimately as the decision maker. So, what's it like? I mean, let me let me put it this way. Um, are there surprises? Do do things emerge that you did not see coming, or is it pretty much like you know it's just a matter of whether you want to pull the lever or not? How how um There's, do you have fifteen different general managers all on the phone and, and talking to in three hours? Like, what is that like? Yes, on all of it. I mean it it it, it is <laughs> uh, it, it is the most entertaining and fun part of my job because you involve so many people in your organization from especially in baseball because you're going from international scouts to because you're trying to find out different pieces that can help you from to your pro scouts to your you know development people you're trying to find out information from a variety of of clubhouse guys the whole nine yards i mean you're you're it's it's one of those things where you bring people together and it's like and and i think it's an important part of like the esprit de corps of your organization is that bring enough people in there to feel like they're part of making a really big change in your organization. Um, it's also the most stressful part. <laughs> yeah. Of um, obviously you want to be buying rather than selling, but you know they're both equally important. Um, Let me ask you this on the stressful thing. So yeah. just about not a, not Mostly. just about everybody. M- many people listening, hundreds of thousands, have done a fantasy football draft, fantasy basketball draft, fantasy baseball draft. I think it's fair to say that anyone that's done it knows it's really two things at once. It's really stressful, and it's really fun. Would you say a trade deadline is more fun or more stressful? Way more fun than stressful for me because I enjoy being with my people, and I enjoy this is the part of the game that um, that I think, again, this is where you work as a team. I felt like I was, you know, it, it was part of being a part of a team, like being in the clubhouse with your buddies, and playing for a goal to win a baseball game or yeah. to win a championship, and so that was the sort of the the feeling that I got, um, and the feeling of accomplishment, and and uh, you know the feeling of despair when you couldn't get something done. But um, but we all did it as a team, and that that was that was a piece of it that made.
Pittsburgh Gambler. Reminder, a little life advice with the hammer coming up around 9.15 today. So get a scenario in, Facebook, Twitter, and the text line. What advice do you need in life? And I will try to give you some good stuff. Seltzer will choose some scenario and present it to me later on in the program. Howard Eskin joins us coming up at 8 o'clock shortly. We'll also get to Dave Dombrowski of what he said yesterday, some of the notable uh, comments from Dombrowski. We'll get to that in the next few minutes as well. Ron and Monco right now. Good morning, Ron. Hammer. Ron. Richie. What's up, Ron? Is, how you doing, Rich? Good. This is this is more of a, a Hammer and Richie call, but I, I'll 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 weigh in on the <clears throat> pitching menagerie. Uh, you know, Ruben, you, you you said that you're cool with the uh, starting rotation, huh? I'm very cool with the starting rotation. It's one of the best in all okay. of baseball. Yes. Yeah, that's why I'm calling. I can't believe you even said that. Is this the sky you know, is falling yeah. call, uh, Ron? Like, what's going no, on here? It no, is no, one of the best no, in baseball, no, Ron. It is one of the best in baseball. And it was the you best know, team in all of baseball at the end of the season last year, even though they didn't win. So, Ron, what you, so Ron, Ron, Ron I, know, I know you, Ron. You are, unless I have five former Cy Young Award winners, I don't have enough, right? Oh. That what this no. is? I need five. Okay, Matter of well, fact, well, maybe well, I need well, six. What? you going to let me make my point or not? Of course. Okay. All right. Well, you, you, say, you, say the, you say the bullpen is the most volatile part of, uh, of a baseball team. And, and you're right. And, and pretty much that's always been the case. But never more so than today when you have pitchers. Okay. You got one guy on your staff that can maybe get you seven. One. No, okay, that's not. No, just baseball's different no, now. No one pitches seven all the time, man. Like the Phillies had the the longest. The, no. uh, it, Ron, Ron, listen to me. The Phillies starters pitched deeper in the games than any other team in baseball last year. Is that the true? Phil- yes, that the Phillies true. had the wow. deepest amount, Correct. the most innings wow. pitched by starters in games. So, Correct. Ron, you're like factually guy. flat Ron, out wrong how, about this. Okay, so how does that how does that work out in the playoffs? When he when he could shut down three quarters of his bullpen and didn't use any of them because he didn't trust any of them. Well, that is that is true, and that's why we're well, saying it. Don't kid him. That's the outcome. Well, so I don't know what you guys are looking at. Well, you know what, what I mean? Just change points, Ron. Ron, are you saying? Hold on. Let me ask you a question. Just give me an answer here. Are you saying, Ron, they need to improve their starting pitching or their bullpen? They well, here first of all, what you got is you got Wheeler, okay, and then you got. Then you, you got Nola. Then you got Nola. Yeah. You got Ranger. Then you got Ranger. Then you got Taiwan. Then you got Sanchez. Ranger's still. All right, all right, Ron. My Ron, my ears are hurting. Yeah, give me a give me a okay. great performance in a movie. Give me a scene. Now you know you guys sit in there and talk, and you have no idea what you're talking about. And you got Ruben tomorrow in there. Nod his head. Oh yeah, we got great pitching. All right, all right. So let's start with this in retort. Get some facts and come back and see me. Then let's go to the great movie, The Shawshank Redemption. How can you be so obtuse? Then let's go to Ann Iverson, Alan's mom. Don't go there with me. Then let's go to, uh, let's see, who's this? Is this Bobby Knight? Who is this? Now you better get your head out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Four for four. Ron should be saying this. Trust me when I tell you there's a lot of shame right here. <laughs> Guys, we're not saying their pitching is, you know, perfect, but it's pretty darn good. No, Come I mean, on. for what it's worth, like Fangrass has them ranked as the second best 
uh, pitching staff in baseball. Like, you look across, they are top three in every ranking, any system, wow. any whatever. Like, they are top three across the board. Yeah, so right. that, that's not the concern. Com- coming up in one minute, we're going to get to what Dave Dombrowski uh, said yesterday. Some of the more notable things that stood out from the interview. That's up ahead in one minute's time. All the phone calls as well, plus Howard Eskin in 15 minutes. Hey, Joe DeCamera here. Isn't it time to invest in yourself? I certainly say it is. So how about you start a PI Dental Center with their decades of experience in complex dental treatment? You know, I've been a patient at PI Dental now for uh, for two decades. My mom a patient there for three decades with Dr. Glenn Wolfinger and Dr. Robert Slough, both board-certified prosthodontists. They specialize in the restoration and the replacement of teeth. PI Dental Center are also the originators of the teeth in a day. That's a revolutionary treatment that delivers fixed teeth and implants placed for a dramatic transformation in a mere one day. So get yourself to PI Dental Center. They're located in Fort Washington. You can start with their website, PIDentalCenter.com. Visit. For any improvement you need with your teeth, visit PIDentalCenter.com to request your new patient evaluation. All right, let's listen to some stuff Dave Dombrowski said yesterday, some of the more notable things, and then we'll react and certainly take your reaction at 215-592-9494. Let's start with the aforementioned starting pitching because Dombrowski uh, certainly discussed that yesterday, and he did so with, uh, with big optimism. We're happy with our rotation, and when you look at it, in all the analytical aspects of it, too. I think they rank us as the number one rotation in baseball, so that's pretty good um, in, in a lot of things, or at least in the top three. All right, so, Ron, take that. Now, listen, can that prove not true in time? Sure. The Eagles' offense was perceived to be a top three offense in pro football before the season started, and then it wasn't. So sometimes that stuff happens. But let's not act like the sky is falling. I mean, my God, they, they – you know, they, they gave Aaron Nola $170 million in part because Wheeler and Nola have been pretty damn dominant in the postseason and the regular season. Hell, Nola less so in the regular season last year. And it was tricky, John. I mean, if you remember in August, there was a lot of talk like, might not want Nola back. Certainly don't want him back at 170. But then he went out there and had a spectacular October until that final start. But three of the four starts were phenomenal they're both phenomenal horses. they're both they, they yes they are both exactly what we need that uh, they can give us all the innings yeah. and and dominance and yes every once in a while it gets wonky with right. Aaron and and we know that but he's our guy he's been around here longer than anyone else has and we kind of know what to expect. I, I kind of learned to love that. I have the, to. The I mean, it's frustrating that you're going to have the, the fall off. But but, but it's our frustration. Look, he's like an eight and a half out of ten as a pitcher. All right, he's not a ten. He's probably not a nine. But, but he's like an eight and a half. The durability is a ten out of ten. It is and, a ten. And out that's of a great call. It's a ten out of ten. And you make a you're great right. point, John. And, and in this day and age, where this that is something that w- was not in in over the last 15 years was not really valued all that much right it is of huge value because it affects the rest of the staff and the rest of the bullpen so drastically that people just don't get it one of the great criticisms this offseason from a lot of uh people has been that it's been too quiet that they haven't done enough that essentially they signed nola and they let reese go and like that's kind of it uh, until the last couple of days, a few minor moves, including letting Bilotti go, by the way. Uh, right out of the gate yesterday, when we talked to Dombrowski, we asked him about what has been called by many a quiet offseason. To the people that say quiet offseason, do you agree with that assessment? And if so, why quiet? Well, I think overall that assessment is accurate. I mean, quiet doesn't mean inactive. I mean, we've been active on many different things as far as 
staying abreast of what's going on. But yeah, it's been quiet after our first real big goal was to get a starting pitcher with Aaron becoming a free agent. Of course, we were fortunate to re-sign him, which is a big signing for us. That really stabilized our starting rotation. And when you say, well, why? I think there's a combination of factors. One is we have a good club. Um, That's apparent. There's not gaping holes. And we're also in an opportunity where giving opportunity to some of our young players, which people are not usually very open-minded to or understanding. But we think if we're going to be the organization that we would like to be throughout, that we would we want to give young players an opportunity. John, I thought that point when he said not gaping holes was such a critical way to answer that. Like, think of it from an Eagles standpoint. If the Eagles only made two moves, they keep one of their own and they get rid of one of their own this offseason, we would freak, freak out. out, and rightfully so, because it would be preposterous on a team that needs, you know, 10 or 12 new starters, let alone bench mm-hmm. guys, like starters. Mm-hmm. But the Phillies don't need 10 or 12 new starters. I don't even know that they need they, they needed four new starters. I mean, that's what the last couple of years were when you signed Schwarber, you signed Castellanos, you signed Turner, you signed Bryce Harper, you, you acquired JT Real Muto and eventually re-signed him. I mean, like, what, what you, you want to get rid of Stott? Uh, you get rid of Stott, you can have a less quiet all season. What, 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 what are we talking about here? Yeah, I think that if, there, if there's a gaping hole, it would be a guy who's a lockdown closer. They don't have that guy. That's right. But doesn't and it so, feel like they're hoping Kirkring can move into that spot? Yeah. And doesn't I, it feel I, like they're kind of expecting that? No, I don't know. If the, at some point, yes. Um, but, you know, if we look at what Alvarado did last year, he was literally one of the best uh, relievers in all of baseball. Now, if he can do that more consistently and stay healthy, if he would have stayed healthy last year, he may have been the best bullpen guy in all of baseball. Now, do you give him the ball in the ninth? He has not taken it, you know, consistently in the ninth, and they will probably mix and match. But if there was one thing that they don't have is someone that they can say, okay, this guy's going to give us 40 saves. Yeah, They don't have that guy. Do they have the ability to have that guy at some point? Yes. Uh, will you see him mix and match until they figure out whether it's Kirkering or whether it's Alvarado or whoever might step up? I mean, who knows? Can Sir Anthony Dominguez bounce back and be the yeah. Such a disappointment they, yeah, last year. Yeah, really, really disappointing. Yeah. But but they need that guy to bounce back. They need guys like Kirkering to step up. They need, you know, they need different guys to maybe step up. Even Connor Brogdon, who was actually a pretty darn good, you know, reliever at some point. These guys have to step forward. If they don't, then you're going to be looking at, you know, trying to acquire somebody at the deadline or sometime before that. But to that, that's the point I was just about to make. As far as it goes, adding relief pitchers at the deadline is the easiest upgrade you can make. There are always teams yeah. with guys you can add at the deadline. Yep. So that is a, a, a potential path as well. All right, we'll get some more of this audio, Dombrowski. Let's go to Scott and King of Prussia right now. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, team. Hello, Philly. What's up, Scott? So, uh, listening, li- listening to Dombrowski, I thought he is a very highly polished speaker. He does a great job of uh, speaking for the organization and still giving you something yep. um, in what he was saying. I thought he, he did a real, real good job with kind of riding the line there. Um, a point I wanted to make, um, and, and it's, a, it's not a pretty point, but um, I think the town is being a little too hard on Kimbrell. Um, oh, if you take listen, a look at, I agree. Listen, just just stay with me for a minute. Um, I, no, I, I regular, agree. Go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. If you take a look at his regular season, he really filled a role for our team. Um, 
Yeah, he he didn't come through in the playoffs. Everybody knows that, and 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 it, and we needed to move on. Um, but his regular season, he really really stepped up. So I, I, when I look at the team this year, I'm not sure that there's somebody to fill that role. And I know the price uh, to you know we're we're at the point in free agency with relief pitching that um, it's it's down to slimmer pickings. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that that's probably going to come through a trade. Ruben, my question is for you, the price for the closer from Cleveland, uh, it's rumored to be extremely high, um, like off the charts high, as far as Philly's prospects, who they were asking for, like ridiculous. If you ask me, um, is that something that you expect to come down in the next couple of weeks as we get ready for spring training? Or is that something that's going to, that's going to happen later in the year, you think? Uh, you know, it could, could it could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen in on July 31st. A lot of it depends right. on, um, you know, there, there are different pressure points and different uh, needs. I think that the, at this stage of the game, I would think that Dave Dombrowski is going to be comfortable going with what he has. He's not going to stop looking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of the job of a GM, and he knows <laughs> – Believe me, he knows what he's doing, and he's a guy that's going to continue to be aggressive. He's as aggressive a, a GM as there is in baseball, as far as as far as I'm concerned. And so I love that about him. That said, he's also got a good, steady head on his shoulders. Like, hey, I know that at some point I may have a different need come July 31st. That's right. I don't have a whole ton yeah. of assets to to be dumping. I got to make sure when I when I if I'm going to dump an asset or or a few prospects on somebody. It's going to have to be for a need and for something that's going to really change the dynamic of our team. Hey, Scott, give me a big answer yeah. here. A performance by an actor or actress in a specific scene. What's the best ever? All right. I'm actually going to play it for you. Um, <laughs> real quick, an, an Eagles question I just want you to think about as I'm playing. Can we not handle uh, the truth when it comes to is Jalen progressing down the same path as Carson both physically and mentally, and here is, I will play it for you, right? You got to choose, though. Who wins the scene? I'll answer the Who wins the scene? We got it, Scott. Yeah, Scott. All right, we, we, we got Scott. It's going on and on. It's a little hard We have to pick. Who wins the scene? Let's go around the room. We got five people in the room, so there's no way to have a tie. Is it? Nicholson or is it Cruz? Who's better in the scene? John Ritchie. Nicholson. Come on. Ruben. It's not even close. I agree. Rhea? Stop. I, dude, I think it's absolutely close. I think you guys are way uh, underrating how it's great Nicholson. Cru- uh, so I think it's barely Nicholson, but I think you're wrong to underrate. Cruz is amazing. James, in that can team. I tell you something? You can't handle the truth. I know. No, no you <laughs> just got smashed. Yeah, I got to vote. I, yeah. I said I would vote for Nicholson, so I uh, actually agree uh. with you. But my point is, is I think it's not as like no doubt about it. I think Cruz, it's, Cruz is close to winning that scene. He really is. Cruz is amazing. In that All right, let's get to the answer. That uh, and by the way, Ruben uh, uh, Howard joins us in just the next couple minutes. We asked Dombrowski yesterday about the Bryce Harper thing. Obviously, Boris had come out new contract interest from from Harper's, and we asked Dave Dombrowski yesterday uh, about this topic. Should Bryce Harper, who's been unbelievable. Should he expect a new deal from the Phils, or are you very comfortable looking him in the eye and saying, listen, big guy, love you. You've been amazing. But that's why John Middleton committed $330 million to you five years ago. What we signed you for is what you're going to get. I mean, 
Should he expect a new deal or not? Well, I would not get into any contract situations publicly. Just never really do that. Um, we will say of the utmost respect for Bryce, tremendous players, said everything for the our, our club and, and the team and the city. So he's the type of guy you want to have. Um, he's in a situation where you can always desire or want, anybody can, anything that they would like. Um, we end up making business decisions that sometimes are difficult, but I in the way, one way I would just say it without getting into any particulars is that uh, we're thrilled that he's on board. We, he's, we know he's at Philly for eight more years, and um, there's a lot of times to digest things. But it's a situation where um, we're thrilled that he's on board. And, um, again, you can desire and want anything you, you would like, but I think it's also the apparent. Noah Bryce, when he gets to spring training under any circumstances, he's ready to go, and you know you're going to get 100% from him in every regard. All right, Ruben, tell me if this translation is accurate. What Dave Dombrowski said is, Bryce Harper, don't have a pen nearby you. <laughs> you we're not sliding you a contract to sign anytime soon. That's probably true, yeah. <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.